Matt Mosley. Hot is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. And uh, really was good to be at the Baylor Club yesterday. Had a great event last night. <clears throat> and had I think they've got all sorts of new members, and it's a really uh, great place. So we enjoyed being there. Today, big news has dropped. The NCAA finally ruling all these years later on the uh, sexual violence uh, uh, and, and uh, assault scandal that uh, rocked the university and rocked the football program. Uh, took five years for them to come to the conclusion that there was not a lot that they could do. They admit in part, and I quote, Baylor admitted to moral and ethical failings in its handling of sexual and interpersonal violence on campus, but argued those failings, however egregious, did not constitute violations of NCAA rules. Ultimately, and with tremendous reluctance, this panel agrees. Uh, to arrive at a different outcome would require the committee to ignore the rules of the association's membership has adopted. All right, uh, so basically, uh, Baylor was facing level one violations, including a, uh, a lack of institutional control. But what we basically found, and we kind of knew this five years ago, there's really no laws or rules in place for the NCAA for if they don't turn in or they're not timely in turning in uh, allegations, hearing troubling allegations of sexual violence. Like that, you know, obviously, it, it, if you read this report, which I have poured over and uh, tried to hit all the high points, it's all there. And obviously, they think that um, Art Bryles and, and others uh, failed to to sort of do the – kind of human thing, <clears throat> which was to, to act on behalf of, of some, of these, uh, some of these allegations. But, um, but anyway, there, there, aren't, there, aren't, there wasn't anything in place with the NCAA rules, which, which begs the question, Aaron, why it took five years. Like the laws are the laws. The rules are the rules of the NCAA. Like they didn't change four years ago. They didn't change five years ago. They weren't, like, waiting for new rules to be put in place. And I just noticed that uh, Mark Emmert, the uh, president of the NCAA, has now sounded off, and he said this is another, it's unacceptable what happened with the former Baylor administrators and student-athletes, and that, that basically, you know, this is a part, this is one of the reasons there needs to be a transformational experience uh, among the NCAA, well, listen, you're the president. You're the president. You're the president of this toothless organization that took five years to basically deliver nothing. All right? And, and listen, I, I got to be – this is a, a strange day because I think in a lot of ways, Baylor and Mac Rhodes and President Livingstone are – I mean, they, they have to be happy that, that the – that the, Punishment wasn't worse, but at the same time, obviously, they can't come out pumping their fists. This is uh, these were serious and these were horrible allegations and 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 the things that took place and and we got to you know be we got to remember that on a day like today that there were victims involved and but again, we never the folks that thought the NCAA was going to come down <laughs> hard 
Well, they tried against Penn State. Okay, that was a different kind of sexual violence case, and what went on there was more of a, a looking the other way as a coach was involved in some horrible crimes, and, and, and Coach Paterno you know, turned, his, turned a blind eye to some of the behavior there. And the NCAA said, whoa, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come down. We're going to bring the hammer. Well, months later or a year later, whatever it was, much of that was appealed, much of that was taken away, because it's always kind of ridiculous that the people that should be in trouble are gone, are five years gone. And, and even the, uh, and I know who it is, and I, I don't even think we, it's not that important that, that we I name the person, but the director of football, um, the assistant football uh, director of ops, who was named in a show cause. I mean, he was like basically the only one that was named. Um, that is someone that no longer works at Baylor. And um, <clears throat> it's it's not who people thought it was at first. Everybody, I think including people at Baylor, thought it was a certain person. It's not. Um, and uh, so anyway, the ruling has come down. If you're just joining us, four years of probation a $5,000 fine, a reduction to 30 football official visits during the 2021-22 academic year, a three-week ban on unofficial visits in football during the 2021-22 academic year, a two-week ban on football recruiting communication during the 2021-22 academic year, and a reduction of football evaluation days by three during fall 2021, and by 10 during spring 2022. All right. And the uh, Ed, by the way, it's it's in the newspaper now, so I will go ahead and tell you who it is. It's a former Baylor great. We've had him on the show who was one of the great recruits in Baylor history, and his his um, career didn't turn out as, as much as we had hoped, but he was a former Baylor quarterback. Odell James, he is the assistant director of football ops operations that received a five-year showcase order. That was more because, for whatever reason, he just decided he wasn't going to cooperate. And maybe he had already left college athletics and just said, I am, I'm kind of done with all this. So I don't necessarily know if Odell James was like a huge part of what happened or we should lay a lot of blame at his feet. At all, I just think he was not cooperative for whatever reason. And I don't think, honestly, don't think he was probably trying to hide a bunch of stuff as much as he just didn't have really an interest in helping out. Um, there is already a uh, statement out from Art Bryles, uh, his, Bryles's attorney, and uh, basically saying that he has been fully exonerated and ready to uh, – ready to get back to work and ready to get back to uh, college, coaching college football. Well, uh, the report, if you read the whole report, I, I don't think that's exactly what it says. It never exonerates Art Bryles. It basically said, you know, that um, he seemed to be sort of surprisingly, I think the word they use is incurious uh, about some of these allegations and didn't act, and, and they questioned um, you know, how someone in his role, uh, that, that how they would act as he did and not do more than he did. And it was reported that 
he sort of let other people in the organization decide if they wanted to report some of this or not. But the, the bottom line is the uh, punishment, <clears throat> the ruling has finally come down. And it's, it's not much. Now, again, there's two ways to look at this, Aaron. There's the Baylor way would be, hey, we've done all of this and we've changed everything and we have a new president, we have a new athletic director, all those people are gone. We've, the Pepper Hamilton suggestions and recommendations, we've done all of those things. Uh, Title IX, we've revamped, we've made all these huge hires. We think we now are exemplary in this area. So we've led the way, and Baylor is a much, much different place than it was in 2015, 2016, than it is now in 2021. And I think all of that can be true. I also understand why some people see this and go, wow, wow. You have a sexual assault scandal which results in the president uh, stepping down, the, the, the AD, the, the coach being fired, you know, huge, huge scandal, and this is what comes of it. Um, I get that side of it, too. And if somebody wants to say this was a slap on the wrist, I think that's pretty accurate. I think that's pretty accurate from, from what happened here. I think what the NCAA did is took some of its prior uh, cases, and I'm talking about University of North Carolina case, and then uh, also Penn State, and said in the Penn State we came out guns a-blazing and it backfired on us. And we ended up having to – Bring a lot of that back. You and you know uh, that was a cheating scandal, academic type scandal at UNC. We thought, and it did involve, it did involve like the basketball program and the sports programs. But what they found is, some of the cheating was also available to the regular student body at UNC. And so the ruling came down to well, if if if, if the students, if the rest of the students had access to this cheating, we can't just single out the athletics, and and ban them or put them on probation. So that was a slap on the wrist. And in this instance with Baylor, that's a little bit what happened here. The thought came, the, the, it came back that, hey, this was pervasive and this was a campus-wide problem at Baylor. This was made out to be a football problem because of the huge, because of how good the team was, uh, how popular and well-known Art Bryles was, and because of how egregious the actions were and the allegations were horrific, it became, uh, it became a huge case. But it became clear that the rest of the university had a big problem as well. It started from the top, and it was all over the university, and it was not simply the athletic program. It was not simply the football program. So the NCAA used that in its ruling, and they looked at that and said this is, a, this is not just a football problem. So the NCAA did the only thing it knows how to do. It, it did some little weird stuff, you know, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, guess what? 2021 and 22 are put to bed for the most part. I mean, I think they've got commitments for 2022, 17 or 18 commitments at this point. So – um, there is a lot to be discussed. This is the big news of the day. No, I don't expect schools to jump out there and hire Art Bryles immediately. 
I don't. Um, I understand. Uh, I have been in touch with Art today. Uh, I think Art does feel, uh, I don't know if vindication is the word. I think Art feels that, you know, by by him not being punished, that in some ways that does clear his name. Now, I don't think that's how, you know, different schools and everybody's going to look at it. I do think there are probably Texas Tech fans out there that if uh, if Kirby Hocutt has to make a move after this season and has to fire Matt Wells, I hope he doesn't. I like Matt Wells a lot. But if he does, I think there'll be a large portion of the Texas Tech people who say, go get Art Bryles, because that's happening almost every year. So, uh, again, Art, Art was feeling, when I visited with him uh, via text earlier today, uh, Art was just feeling somewhat vindicated and, and feeling to a certain extent like, like he maybe had his coaching career back. That, that's what was sort of conveyed to me. And um, I don't know if that's the case. And uh, I didn't know if it was my place to tell him my opinion uh, on in that, but I think Art is. Uh, I think Art thinks that uh, this is going to somewhat clear his name, and that was a statement that was going was out there in the report. It does condemn Art's actions, Art Bryles's actions. But again, there's no show cause against him or any of the other coaches. And Odell James, the the assistant director of football ops, is the only person. Who, and he wasn't named, they just said an assistant football, but, but it has, we've since confirmed that it was him, mainly because the, the, the guy everybody thought it was, uh, it was not him. I'm not even going to name his, I'm not even say his name because I don't want to keep putting it out there and confusing the issue. Odell James was the, uh, was the uh, person in question, and uh, he was uh, given a show cause. And that means for five years, if he's if he's in a university and he's hired in in any way to have anything done to do with athletics, that university is going to have to show cause of why what he's going to be doing and why he needs to be doing it. Why he basically they would have to, uh, and I don't think that's going to be a problem. I don't think Odell's trying to get back into college athletics right now, but uh, it is. Uh, it's an interesting day. I would say the Baylor campus right now, the, the halls of the uh, Baylor Athletics, I think it's a huge sigh of relief. I don't think they can do that really publicly, obviously, because, um, you know, of how that looks. You can't be out there, you know, giving high fives and pumping your fist because of the gravity and how awful the situation was. But sort of to, to their point, they weren't here. So they've had to go through this whole process for a regime that's long gone. And they've had to answer questions and submit everything and make enormous changes. And um, I think the message today, and, and I was on a, a conference call, I think Tom was on there as well, um, uh, and, and, and we, you know, the, the message from the president and from Mac Rhodes is they understand that, you know, the victims, we still have the victims of sexual assault, sexual violence. We still have to keep them at the forefront of our minds and sort of realize, uh, you know, we can't pretend to know what they feel today. But it's got to be pretty rough. It's got to be pretty rough to keep, in some sense, reliving such an awful thing and then realizing, hey, Baylor, Baylor really didn't. The athletic program didn't get hit. I mean, they did not get hit hard for this at all. Now, 
Again, has Baylor done huge things to make changes and try to ensure that something like this never happens again? Yes, they have. But uh, but it, it's uh, this was a big day, and uh, it's a big day for Baylor athletics. And I think there is a huge sigh of relief going up, uh, going off over there on the Baylor campus. Aaron, I want to get you more involved. Uh, I want to let our folks sound off. The uh, the CNC Collision Center text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's two five four six six two. 1660. You can uh, text us. You can also call us on the same number. That's 254-662-1660. And uh, and you may want to sound off on. Do you think the? Do you think it was a slap on the wrist? Do you think it was not stiff enough? Do you think that? Uh, do you think it was appropriate? And are you glad because of course these students had nothing to do with what happened? Uh, we will uh, be able to hear from you and discuss all of this next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. Skies will remain mostly clear as we head into the overnight with a low of 77. Tomorrow, a bit of clouds in the morning, but once we get closer to the afternoon, mostly sunny skies and a high of 96. Heat index values will be in the lower 100s. Friday is looking to be another hot day with mostly sunny skies and a high of 96. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30, 6 a.m., 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level. Isn't that great to see? Oh, it is great and, uh, to hear their interviews and just how they conducted themselves. And like your four guys, no matter who you talk to, they love one another. Uh, uh, high character. Be Kylie of Baylor University. So as a coach, uh, you're just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Lockridge Priest has been providing cost-effective mechanical, electrical, and plumbing services for over 50 years. Family-owned and operated, Lockridge Priest is the largest mechanical contractor in Central Texas with over 300 skilled and knowledgeable employees. Let Lockridge Priest help you with all your mechanical contracting needs. Call Lockridge Priest today at 888-878-1531 or visit us online at LockridgePriest.com. Lockridge Priest, making life comfortable since 1960. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. 
Baylor's annual Meet the Bears event will return to McLean Stadium Saturday, August 28th with a free event scheduled from 2.30 to 4 and will feature student-athletes from Baylor's football and include several of the Baylor's 19 athletic teams. Fans will have the opportunity to meet and get autographs from student-athletes and coaches. Concession stands will be open and admission to the public is free. Temple Volleyball opened its season with a sweep over Waco yesterday. Amari Cooper has been activated off the pup list for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott was soft-throwing to him in practice yesterday. It's the first time throwing for Prescott in two weeks. Rangers snap a six-game skid and beat the Mariners in 10 innings last night, 5-4. Rangers and Mariners again tonight, 9-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Kevin Longquist, longtime friend of mine, longtime journalist. He's got a lot to uh, uh, thoughts on the Baylor's uh, the punishment that came down today, what it means, and uh, and we'll have more on that. So he and I will talk about that at three forty. And uh, if you're just joining us, the NCAA finally, after five years ruled on the Baylor sexual assault scandal. And uh, Baylor is on probation, $5,000 fine. Um, you know, I would say, Aaron, if you think about it, the, the, the conference withheld like millions of dollars at one point. I, I mean, I forget the exact percentage, and it didn't give it back for the longest time. I mean, they withheld all this money, and then Baylor was a fine, a million dollars, whatever it was, or maybe it was $3 million. I mean, this was... These were meaningful fines, and um, I would say most of the world would tell you, uh, Aaron, I know you and I would, would enjoy, we would really not like to pay a $5,000 fine if we didn't have to, but I think in the, in the whole scheme of things, it is not obviously a very big financial punishment and will not put much of a dent into uh, Baylor at all. And quite honestly, Baylor um, is, uh, well, they just – they, they really did not get hit that hard on, uh, for these violations. Now, part of this is, and we'll talk a little bit about this coming up at 340, part of this is because the NCAA is not set up to punish for things like this, for schools or coaches not acting appropriately, not reporting allegations. Like they, and I, again, I don't know why it took them five years to figure this out. You could look at the bylaws and go, well, I don't really see anything. Okay, lack of institutional control. Well, maybe, maybe, but again, it was lack of like the 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 entire school, not just when we think of lack of institutional control, we think about athletic programs and what happens with these athletic programs. For whatever reason, they decided not to go tough on Baylor here. And uh, and you know, we got to watch it as journalists. I as somebody today on that conference call was asking about, oh, you know, it's just, it's hard to, we, you know, these are not apples to apples kind of thing. Like to go, well, with the USC thing, you can't compare that to a sexual assault scandal. A a situation where, like, uh, if I mean, well, there was there were a couple things that happened at USC. There was the whole Reggie Bush thing years ago where, like, an agent, I mean, they got his parents a house and they took the Heisman away from him for that. 
And then later on, there was like a grade scandal that hit a lot of different colleges, including Ivy Leagues. But that's not like the Baylor one. So the bottom line is the NCAA did not really – they didn't have bylaws that, that, that hit on this. I mean, other than just sort of generic um, institutional control. And um, it is uh, – it, it, you know, it is very interesting. I would say huge relief. I don't think Baylor thought they were going to get hammered on this thing, but they, you know, it certainly could have been a lot worse than it was. And uh, just to recap, um, and we'll talk more about how this impacts recruiting because that's what Kevin Longquist, our 340 guest, specializes in. But a, a, a reduction of football evaluation days by three during 2021 and by 10, a two-week ban on football recruiting communication, a three-week ban on unofficial visits in football during 2021-22, and a reduction to 30 official visits during the 2021-22 academic year. I, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some some coach out there going, "Dang, man, that's 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 tough." But in the whole scheme of things, that is not very rough. Okay, now they had to vacate five wins from 2011. There was a student athlete that they used that apparently. They had uh, been turned in for some academic issues, and they were supposed to get all, keep that updated and stay on top of that, and they didn't. They didn't report it properly, and so that student athlete was ruled ineligible, and they lose five games in 2011. What does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. They won the, the conference uh, in 2013 and 2014, so they're not taking down banners or anything like that. Um, and so NCAA ruling comes down today. We'll have more <clears throat> on that coming up. Um, I, I did. Um, I was down there yesterday, and and so we'll get back into the NCAA. What's going on with that? Um, I tell you what we ought to do right now, Aaron, and we'll stay with this right now. I I want to let's save tomorrow because I want to hear people. I was down there talking to the wide receivers and tight ends for Baylor yesterday. And I, I want to keep some of that and play it. But we have an opportunity right now. This was from the um, – and Aaron did a good job grabbing this. This was from the news conference that uh, Tom Barfield and I were, were a part of with um, uh, Mac Rhodes and President Linda Livingstone. And basically, um, uh, Shahan uh, uh, Jayaraja from Texas Football Magazine was – Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, was asking about – we want to let you hear some of this. He was asking about what what should make Baylor students, modern day – we're talking about folks that are showing up on campus right now. What should make them and what should make the um, female students think that something like this will never happen again? Next question from Shehan Jiarja with – Dave Campbell's Texas football. Hey, uh, my question, I think, is primarily for Dr. Livingstone. So in the report, in the, in the argument, it seemed like a big part of the argument was that, uh, that the things that applied to student-athletes didn't just apply to student-athletes, and that was a big part of the defense. So I will ask, on the student side of things, as somebody who was also there from mm-hmm. 2012 to 2016, um, what does day-to-day accountability look like uh, for that in terms of heading forward and also, uh, you know, for students who are there now, you know, why should they believe that kind of things have changed? 
No, that's a very good question, Shahan. And uh, and I know for students that were here at that time, that was a very challenging time to be on our campus as we went through all of that and that became public. I would speak to accountability on a couple of levels. First, one of the real issues in this case was uh, accountability for reporting of sexual assault incidences by um, employees of the university. This case was particularly related to those in the athletics department. And, and uh, part of the reason the finding came down the way it did is because um, there was also not reporting in other places on campus of sexual assault, all of which was wrong and shouldn't have been the case, but our student athletes were not being treated differently than other students. And so our situation in that regard has changed dramatically in terms of accountability uh, for our employees. Um, in the state of Texas and at Baylor, even prior to the state requiring it, all employees of the university are required reporters of sexual assault and sexual harassment. Um, and the state of Texas has a pretty strict law now uh, making that uh, an offense if you don't do that. Uh, so even prior to the state putting some of those regulations in place, Baylor had made everyone on campus a required reporter, which was not the case at the time. And we do extensive training with our faculty and staff to ensure that they know that, they know how to do it, and they know their responsibility and the accountability for that. With regard to students, you know, again, we do uh, significant amounts of training with our students across campus. Freshmen, uh, as they come to campus, while they're on campus, students, even in their time here after their freshman year, are given uh, training and education about Title IX. Certainly a significant part of it is how to prevent sexual assaults, how to be a, uh, a support to your friends and to help uh, protect each other in the process. Uh, we have a program called It's On Us that's really important in that regard. Uh, we make it very uh, available on campus for people to know the multiple ways in which they can report sexual assault if it occurs. And we've even changed some of our guidelines. Uh, we've got amnesty procedures in place now that if you're violating some other student conduct principle on campus uh, related to an assault, uh, you will not be held accountable for that misconduct because we want you to report the assault. And then, as we've said before, we have much stronger accountability procedures in place, good investigative procedures, good hearing procedures, uh, good methods for determining uh, discipline in the case that someone's found responsible. Uh, so there's, there's just so much more awareness on our campus now than there used to be, and, and frankly, much higher levels of, of responsibility and accountability than at the time these incidents happened. All right. So... You know, interesting stuff there. There, I, I do believe that that they've put a lot. Mac went on to to say some things as well. It is worth reporting uh, and letting you know that uh, Mac did say it's unlikely that Baylor will appeal this punishment, um, and they do have 15 days to do that. Aaron, I think given this punishment, I, I think you just. I don't even think you take the 15 days. I think you say, all right. Appreciate you guys, and we respect what you've done, and let's all move on with our lives. Let's move on down the road. And and not to be, you know, I, I, I don't want to be uh, too trite or whatever the, the case would be. That's old Jerry Jones loves to use that word, that term. But I, I just think um, uh, that, I mean, it, it's everything went as well as it possibly could have for this athletic department in Baylor, and not to say it shouldn't have. All the people that were a part of this scandal are long gone. You know, what I do hope is that people, whether it's through civil suits, 
whether it's the criminal courts, whether it, you know, there is still a Title IX, um, the, the U.S. Department, you know, the Title IX that would handle that. There is an investigation ongoing there. Don't know exactly where that is. So who knows if, if all of this will ever truly go away. I thought, what, I thought one thing that President Livingstone said w- that was important, Baylor always has to own this. Now, it doesn't mean every day they have to bring it up and talk about it, but it is a part of who they are. Now, the, hopefully it's part of what made Baylor better, stronger, uh, a safer place, all of those things, and, uh, and help them move forward. But it's still, I mean, this will never go away. You don't, I mean, Penn State in some ways, when we think of Joe Paterno and we think of Penn State, we are going to think about that horrible uh, pedophile and, and, and the scandal. And it will always come back. It will always come back to us. Some of that will happen in some people's minds with Baylor. Now, some of the success that they've had, uh, some of the new coaches that had nothing to do with that, these new players, they make new memories, they do everything. But, but, but some of this stuff from the past never quite goes away. Now, Aaron, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this with, um, with Kevin Lonquist. I, I, I still don't I, – I understand Art Bryles feels like by not being punished or giving it some kind of show cause – he was uh, that he has felt he feels vindicate, vindicated, but I, I think it's important for everybody to know that while I think probably today overall is a good day for Baylor. I mean the reason, and again I think some of it they've taken a lot of steps, and so maybe that played into their favor. But one of the reasons they're not getting hit hard is because the NCAA, admittedly so, doesn't have anything in place for this. Now again. Why did they spend five years of our time going through some sort of dog and pony sham type investigation if they really, it doesn't even truly fall under their jurisdiction? I don't know. Other than the fact that they couldn't just turn a blind eye and do nothing. So like the NCAA does from time to time, they found some piddly little things here and there and they've slapped Baylor's wrist and now everybody can move on. Now, the good news about this is usually what happens is, like what happened with Penn State, the current players who weren't even there end up paying the price. And some of those players were allowed to transfer at the time. I don't know what they would have done with Baylor on that front, but um, fortunately now we can go back, Aaron, to worrying about what conference Baylor will be on, okay? And they can, they can dirty recruit Baylor based on saying there's not going to be a conference because the NCAA investigation, that was something they used to recruit on and say, hey, they're going to get hammered. Baylor's going to get hammered on this thing. Aaron, that is no longer the case. Yeah, it's uh, – it's uh, man, it's – I mean, <laughs> the whole situation is complicated, and like you said, it, it's it, – this part of it's over. It's never completely over, but um, – it's the I don't know. I th- th- this one's tough on me. I, I have I have trouble expressing myself. You know what I mean? I I don't. Um, I I disagree with uh, Coach Browles and his assessment of it and his what he thinks it means. Uh, that's one thing I will say. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a uh, it's a tough one for uh, everybody involved. And again, uh, while it's a good day for Baylor in the sense that they can finally move on, it bears uh, repeating. You can't repeat it enough that uh, some of the uh, uh, well, uh, the victims in these cases, um, uh, they they don't get to move on, and uh, and they live with this the rest of their lives. And I think that's important to uh, to note. All right, it's Matt Mosley show. Uh, Aaron Sexton alongside, and we're going to bring on a buddy of mine, longtime journalist, has a lot of thoughts on what we just found out about the uh, Baylor. Again, NCAA comes down with its ruling. Baylor's punishment, not much. Not much at all. And uh, we'll discuss that, and we'll talk about, hey, does this, does this actually impact recruiting? We discuss that all next. Recently on Game Time. Maybe we need to see what's out there as a veteran quarterback. So, Brent Hundley, you got a workout plan for this week. you got another plan for next week. So, there's really, unless you're going to get Colin Kaepernick or something, I mean, you're not, there's nobody out there. So, they're going to stick with the three guys they have, and all three of those guys are terrible, but that's what it is. <laughs> and uh, they're going to stick, that's what it is right now. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. They offer 90 days, same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. 
At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I've walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor's annual Meet the Bears event will return to McLean Stadium Saturday, August 28th with a free event scheduled from 2.30 to 4 and will feature student athletes from Baylor's football and include several of the Baylor's 19 athletic teams. Fans will have the opportunity to meet and get autographed from student athletes and coaches. Concession stands will be open and admission to the public is free. Temple Volleyball opened its season with a sweep over Waco yesterday. Amari Cooper has been activated off the pup list for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott was soft throwing to him in practice yesterday. It's the first time throwing for Prescott in two weeks. Rangers snap a six-game skid and beat the Mariners in 10 innings last night, 5-4. Rangers and Mariners again tonight, 9-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. We welcome in now Will London from Waco High from Baylor University and a U.S. Olympian, John Morris, along with Jerry Hill. And, Jerry, we're in the uh, presence of greatness here with an Olympian in Will London. Yeah, and first, uh, apparently first Olympian ever from Waco. I know you've talked about that a little bit, but how big a deal is that for you being the first from your hometown to ever make it to the Olympics? Uh, I didn't even know I was the first one until, like, people said it. But I guess it's just from, you know, being around at Baylor for so long, and I've seen Jeremy, Michael Johnson, those people. So I guess when they've been around so long, you kind of forget that they're not exactly from Waco. (laughs) But uh, it's exciting to know that I'm the first Olympian from Waco. You know, it was a great feeling, and I'm glad I get to uh, experience it, and the people around me can too. Listen to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, Matt Mosley show, Aaron Sexton also alongside, Kevin Longquist joining me now. We've been, uh, we've been investigating things back to our days at the uh, Arlington Morning News, back to our old newspaper days. Uh, Kevin from, uh, from Rivals.com. Kevin, I hope you're uh, okay there. Your phone's, your connection's sounding a little strange to me, but uh, all right, are you there? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I okay. am here, okay. Kevin. I am okay. I good. Am. Uh, all right. So the uh, news comes down. I would say this was extremely favorable toward Baylor, and one of the things that I'm hitting on today, Kevin, is something that I think you and I have mentioned in the past. It's like if if you sort of know you don't have jurisdiction for this. It, you didn't just figure that out like in the last month or the last mm-hmm. year or even two years ago. Like there, there was no – like the NCAA basically came out today and said, well, you know, well, there's several reasons, but really they, under our laws, we, we they're, under our bylaws, there was nothing we could do to Baylor. Like why right. in the world would that take five years 
if you if you know that like from the very beginning. I think you hit it on the head or hit it on the head there, Matt, because the fact that um, I think just because the fact that the NCAA is so screwed up in terms of its infrastructure right now, it's got a weak president, Mark Emmert. Their committee of infractions is trying to is basically working rudderless in some respect. And then I think really where this all got started. Matt, in terms of their COI overall investigation of programs, not necessarily Baylor's, but others, you know, Kansas, USC, North Carolina, those to name a few, is I think the NCAA just kind of overstepped its bounds. And I think you can look at it from the Penn State precedent when they went after them from the Jerry Sandusky tragedy as it was, and they tried to legislate something from a criminal aspect, which they have no jurisdiction of doing. And so if you look at the way this was all coming down, the only thing that the NCAA could really do as far as Baylor is concerned, because of how they epically failed at Penn State and had to rescind all of those penalties or a majority of them, is they could only hit Baylor with any potential recruiting violations and any academic fraud, which is the ones that they were hitting them with. And to be honest with you, Matt, what came down – I think what people are are not understanding as a whole who aren't really following this or lost track of the case is the fact that Baylor's actually been held accountable in other in other parts of this. I mean, they've they've been held by dozens of lawsuits uh, by the sexual assault victims. They've got Title IX implications that they've had to deal with. They they also had to deal with the Big Twelve, which slapped them with a twenty five percent reduction from their revenue. That they were getting from their TV deal, so it's not like they, it's not like the NCAA was the only one punishing them for any of this. They were getting hit from a criminal standpoint in other parts of the of law enforcement, and and that's what people need to understand. The NCAA is just a sector of this, and that's what people lost sight of, I think, and that's why you see the false Twitter outrage, as I like to call it. Yeah, it's out there, and uh, and I knew it would be because. Uh, and I, I wanted to get your take on some of these recruiting. Um, some of the punishment has to do with 2021-22 uh, school year. Some visits are cut into some official type visits. But but Kevin, you follow recruiting very closely. There's nothing in these that would like. Oh, Baylor's gonna lose recruits out of being off the road for for this two weeks of the year or whatever it is. Is there is there any of those um, those punishments that came down that you think like a, a, one of the recruiting people from Baylor is like, oh, man, oh, that stinks. Like that's a that's a really rough one. Uh, or or are they all as they appear to be not much? Well, I'll put it to you this way, Matt. If Mac Rhodes is saying they're not going to appeal any of these sanctions that the NCAA handed down to them, then I think that kind of tells you where Baylor feels like it stands as a whole with this. Now, in regards to the recruiting, keep in mind that Baylor already has 20 commitments to this class, okay? So they're practically done putting the class together with the exception of adding maybe three or four more or whatever. You can only go to 25 in your class anyway, so they're down to just a handful. And when it comes to the limiting uh, or the reduction of evaluation days or contact with recruits electronically or even a three-week ban on official visits, it's nothing. And also go back to in June when they had those huge official visit weekends, the weekend of June 18th through the 20th and then June 25th through the 27th. When they had, you know, what, what do they have, maybe 12 to 15 guys in there in each of those weekends or whatever? 
you have to kind of look at it and say, looking back at it now and say, well, if we're going to get hit, we better get these things in now because we don't know what's going to happen if we get some sort of ruling on this. So get it in ahead of time, get your commitments secured or get your official visits in and then see what happens after that. That could be part of the thinking of why they push so hard to get those June visits in. And it worked, obviously. But at the same time, I think for as a whole that these recruiting limitations that Baylor's dealing with, very, very slap on the wrist in my view. And I think that they can navigate their way through this um, very easily. Because really when it comes down to, like I said, official visits, you can probably, you know, how the, the devil will be in the details and, and when the, that ban will actually take place. But I don't think it's going to affect them to the point where last you know, can we get guys in on particular weekends here and there? That'll that'll vet itself out over time. Plus the season, plus the fact you got a football season that's a month away from starting, so that's the least of your worries right now. Talking to Kevin Longquist, Rivals dot com, and uh, does some great work on recruiting. Knows a lot about this 2022 class Baylor has put together. Kevin, as we were getting ready to talk. Um, a, uh, a report came out uh, from an uh, attorney, and, and he started kind of, uh, oh, you know, tagging different people in college football, but it's the representative of Odell James. And yeah. Odell James was hit with a show cause, uh, a five-year show cause, and, and everybody, of course, jumped, thought they knew who it was. Well, it was not. It was the assistant right. director of ops. It was Odell James. I mean, how many yeah. times do you see they wouldn't on the, on the Max uh, news conference. He wouldn't say who it was. He would only say who it wasn't because it right. was so widely reported. The guy who it was not. I won't say his name, but I sort right. of sympathize here with Odell James because he's not there anymore. He you know he he did he decided not to meet with them. And then in this uh, statement, they said the final report is clear. Mr. James decided with only respectfully declining to interview in person with the NCAA. Any punishment based on that circumstance is an extreme and excessive overreach. I, Based on what I know, I kind of have to – I do not think Odell James was ever a big player in any of this. Now, again, I may be wrong. I may be wrong about all that, but I think the reason they're hitting it with show cause is not really because of anything he did. He simply refused to sit down and meet with them, and they thought that was their right. Apparently, the NCAA, who didn't do anything to Art Bryles, who we think was the public face of, of, of this whole thing, uh, yeah. they, they, they slapped something on Odell James. It, it felt, feels pretty heavy-handed to me. I think the one thing about Art is, just getting touching on him first, is the fact that they pretty much were like waving their finger at him, saying, shame on you, Art, you know, with the – with the language that they used in describing his, uh, it was cute language. I forgot how they used it, but you know, it was just kind of cute how they, you know, were, were telling him that you were bad or you were bad. And so someone takes the fall for this. And if you want to throw it at Odell James, by the way, I have a tweet on that, on who they play, on who the guy that was publicly suggested that Mac Road said no. And then uh, the other name that Odell's name was brought up. So if you want to find that tweet at Sigma Sports, you can see that, but I think from Odell's standpoint, yeah, I mean, I, I get where they're coming from on this in terms of they've got to hit somebody. You know, it's kind of like somebody's got to pay for this. Somebody's got to take the fall for this. And unfortunately, politics and something like this being what it is, someone's going to take the hit. And I think that's kind of where this all fell down with, with Odell. And that's just kind of the reality of it. Is it right? Probably not. Um, but at the same time, he was pretty active because I've been going back to the Baylor program since, I think, 2010. 
and I know he was pretty actively involved in a lot of things, just you know, behind the scenes with recruiting, getting things set up for recruits and that sort of stuff. So there was a role. Now, I guess the NCAA felt like he played a heavier role, and because the fact that he declined to interview, that that was their quote-unquote measure of guilt and why they slapped him with this. Well, but then again, I, why would we? Why would we understand how they term? Yeah, adjudicate something like this because I think a lot of us felt like Matt that they were going that Baylor was going to get hit hard with scholarship reductions in the bowl band, and then we got this curveball in the right way for Baylor. Yeah, and and also we've just seen Mark Emmert who always puts out these weak statements. He he uh, said it's unacceptable for what Baylor's former administrators and student athletes did, and now you know now we've got to do some kind of transformational thing to to see about this. Interestingly, on this new commission that has been put together, um, Dr. Livingstone, President Livingstone, is is going to serve on that. So on the same day, Kevin, that Baylor is, again, in some people's eyes, slapped on the wrist, and I would say a pretty good day for Baylor in sense oh, yeah. as, as, as far as what it could have been. Well, she's going to serve on this new committee, and now Emmert's hoping that this new committee, it will give them more jurisdiction to do things. I mean, the fact that this man still has a job is a crime in itself. And he just got to—he just—he just got approved for an extension too, and and, um, and then the other thing is too. This is what you would call typical leadership from behind, Matt. That's exactly what this is. It's almost like the comical line from uh, Blazing Saddles, where Mel Brooks's character is the governor and says, "I need a harumph, I need a harumph," and then he looks over and goes, "I didn't get a harumph from that guy." And that's pretty much what this is. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go blazing saddles. I'm sort of glad you didn't go <laughs> some different areas you could have. No, 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 it no. Is, I wasn't uh... going to go anywhere beyond that. No, but, you, but, but it's like that scene, though. It's, it's just it's weak leadership, and that's why the NCAA is in the perilous position that it is and how some people have speculated that its, life, that its lifespan is pretty much coming to an end. Is that true? I don't know. I think I'm sure, Doc, uh, I'm sure Mark Emmert's hoping that this new commission – We'll find some way to salvage its credibility because right now it doesn't have any credibility. All right, uh, Kevin, you'll be happy to know I went down yesterday and uh, interviewed um, R.J. Sneed, um, Tyquan Thornton, Ben Sims, and uh, and you know I, I was uh, I was asking asking some questions and trying to trying to get to the bottom of this quarterback battle. All right, so we'll talk about that <laughs> next time you're on. I appreciate right. it, Kevin. Always a pleasure, Matt. Take care. There he goes, Kevin Longquist, Rivals.com. And always a good guy to talk about, uh, Kevin and I. Uh, in fact, I may, Aaron, represent Odell James. I went. I, I got halfway through law school. I might jump in because I, I do not like that he's been made the entire fall guy. I'm not saying it's Baylor's fault on that. It's more like uh, the NCAA. It's like, okay, who do we want to get? Oh, the guy who didn't want to interview us who probably didn't have much of a role in this thing. Let's throw a show cause on him. But the people who didn't step in and help when, uh, when you had victims coming forward, nah, nah, they're okay. Let them go. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, game time. Game time with Tom Barfield coming up 4-6. to six. I'm sure he'll have a lot more on all of this. Big news, NCAA Comes down uh, not that hard on the Baylor Bears, but five years of an investigation, it is finally over. And maybe, maybe 
they can move forward with this program. All right, we'll uh, be back tomorrow to talk to you at 3 o'clock. Good night, everybody. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Presented by State Farm Agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews. Weekdays here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. The monster trucks are coming. Are you ready for some mud? The Mud Fest is coming to the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds Friday and Saturday, August 20th and 21st. The Riesel Lions Club is proud to announce the return of the 2021 McLennan County Mud Fest, featuring side-by-side drag racing in the mud with some of the fastest mud dragsters on the planet, plus mega trucks. Come watch the 2,500 horsepower monster trucks tear up the all-new redesigned course with bigger jumps than ever before. These monster mega trucks will have you on the edge of your seat as they battle it out. Tough trucks, UTV side-by-side racing, and mega truck freestyle is sure to Press, kids power wheel races, and much, much more. Gates open at 6, show starts at 7 both nights. It's the McLennan County Mud Fest, August 20th and 21st at the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Buy your tickets at the gate. $20 for adults, $10 for kids ages 5 to 12, and 4 and under are free. Event is BYOB with a $10 cooler charge. Hands only, please. Limited seating is available, so bring a lawn chair. Special thanks to RDO Equipment, Slowboy Trucking, and United Rolls. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan. We will donate to the local Mentoring Alliance Waco, formerly serving as Boys and Girls Club of Waco. When you refinance or get a new or used auto loan, rates are as low as 1.99% APR on a new vehicle. You will save, and every auto loan activates a donation for local kids. Plus, you can defer your payment for up to 90 days. It's money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com for details and flexible terms. Everything we do, we do for you. Loan subject to credit approval and some restrictions apply. Now through August, member NCU. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with pay 